every single day, all of us are vibrating and we're going up and down the pendulum of fear, of guilt, of all the low frequency emotions, jealousy, comparison, overwhelm, boredom is middle of the road. And then the goal is to be in the highest frequency, which is love, which is gratitude, which is abundance. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin. And today we are featuring a woman that is on fire. I actually met her at a Tony Robbins event about a year ago. And since that point, she's been speaking on stage with Ed Milet, jet setting around the world, building her brand and her business. She is on fire. And today she is here to share some of her best practices. And that is none other than my friend, Emily Ford. Emily built her multiple millions through a health and wellness company originally, and now is a keynote speaker traveling around the world, speaking on stages and coaching others to be the best versions of themselves. Today's episode isn't as much about the finances and about the business, so I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a fair warning right there. Today, we talk more about being the best version of you. So we talk about energy. We talk about the power of relationships. We talk about the power of brand, how to build yourself up to be 1% better each and every day. And that is the topic for the next 30 minutes. So if you are into that and that's your jam, stick with us. We got something for you. Without any further ado, here's Emily. All right. We got the woman of the year, the entrepreneur flying around with her magic cape on, Emily Ford. What is going on? How are you? Hello. I am so good. I'm so excited to have you on today. I actually, before we get into your backstory, I want to hit on one of the topics that you and I were just talking about off camera because it's something that I notice about you is energy and frequency. Right now, you are operating at a frequency that is just attracting things to you at a level that I don't think that you're comfortable and you're familiar with. So I really want to start there before we get into your backstory, because that's something that's been standing out to me. And I'm like, this girl is on fire. She's murdering it. So let's talk about how you're harnessing this energy and how you're cultivating this to begin so we can just come right out the gate with some Uh value. I love it, Brian. And thank you for that compliment. And when you said it, I'm like, you're actually completely right. And many years ago, when I got into sales, I learned from a mentor that energy is such a big deal in terms of when you're attracting people, you're retracting people, whether people buy into your mission. It's just so much of what you do in sales and indeed life. And I didn't even know what I didn't know, K-N-O-W, at the time that my highs are really high, my lows are really low. And so I went to work on studying for frequency. Albert Einstein says everything in life is a result of the frequency that you're on. And what does that even mean? If you look at the frequency chart, there's actually something called an emotional guidance scale. And every single day, all of us are vibrating and we're going up and down the pendulum of 
fear of guilt, of all the low frequency emotions, jealousy, comparison, overwhelm, boredom is middle of the road. And then the goal is to be in the highest frequency, which is love, which is gratitude, which is abundance, living in in all these emotions. And so what I really have done throughout my career. And it's a daily practice, just like showering, just like Mm. working out. I'm so conscious on where am I at, like truly in this moment. And we have things happen where it's, dang, this just put me into a downward spiral. And that's exactly what happens. You go into a downward spiral. And instead of me having it take over a day, a week, a month, a quarter, and for some cases, for some people, a year, they're smaller moments now because I just, I'm better at handling them and dealing with that. And I really recognize energy and the energy that I bring. And I have decided in my life to co- take complete ownership for the woman I am and how I show up in people's life, whether it's meeting my mailman or meeting the barista or interacting with you, it's everything. And it's one of the greatest gifts that we can give to another fellow man or woman is to show up in love, show up with dignity, show up with grace for another person, whether it's on social, whether it's in life. And to me, this is what life is all about. Yeah, It's all about that. So I completely agree. And for the most part, people that are listening to the show that I know of, they already are on team woo woo with us, right? They're like, all right, I've heard enough people that are further down the path than me talk about morning routines, journaling, the power of gratitude. You and I met at Tony Robbins Unleashed the Power Within. That's where we were introduced and through Jake, who's been on the show multiple times. And so we talk about energy all the time. And for the people that are maybe new to the show, and maybe this is your first exposure to this energy conversation that we're having, even if you're the most rational person ever, think of it this way. Some people just seem to be a little bit luckier than others. Just a little bit more good stuff happening. Now, you think if you were focusing on that, then you're going to attract a little bit more of that, right? Mm. The same applies the other way. And I like what you said, that it's a muscle that's being built to where it goes from like a month where something bad happens to a week, to a day, to five minutes where you're pissed off and you move on. I love Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. is this something, walk us backwards through this journey now, because I know that this was something that you had to cultivate over the years. And now let's back it up a little bit and start with where you started from and how you grew this level of energy to where it is today. And then when the back half, talk about the people that you're attracting into your life right now that are matching that energy and frequency. Yeah, that's so great. When I started my journey, I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor in Minnesota, where I'm originally from, and I was flat broke and I wanted my life to change so bad. So I got a mentor, got many mentors, and I was coachable, willing, and hungry, willing to do anything. And so I said, okay, for this full year, all I'm doing is focusing on my relationship with God. I'm focusing on growing a business and starting from nothing. And I'm really focused on my mindset and developing a strong mindset. And if not in these categories, and then also health, I would say, then I'm not going to be a part of it. And so I literally unplugged my TV. I put um, different affirmations all over my TV. And this is when I was 23 years old. So it was over a decade ago, I made myself a vision board, 
got an old desk and I went to work. I went to work on myself. More importantly, you can't lead others if you're not leading yourself. And then I went to work on not only learning things, but applying things. Okay. I'll say that again, learning things and applying things. That's the thing that I've done. I think faster than a lot of people in my space is I don't need to sit and listen all day long. It's okay. Learn and then let me act and then learn, do review and I'll review all of it. And I started to do that really early on. And I started to really recognize that I'm in the people business, which most people are in the people business. And I'm either going to attract or retract people depending on how my energy is and how I show up. And I'm also in the business of connecting to people's hearts and their whys and casting a vision and giving them a dream and helping them dream again. So if I don't know how to be present, if I don't know how to ask great questions, if I don't know how to extract greatness out of people, then I'm never going to buy trust from them. I'm never going to get them to open up to me and I'm never going to get them to want to partner with me. And I had to really look at day by day, how is my own heart? How am I showing up every single day? And I'm an empath. I feel very Mm. deeply. So I get drained equally as deep, but I had to learn How do I refuel myself? How do I set standards for myself? Some people say boundaries. I don't like that word. I say standards. You know, how how do I teach people how to treat me? By what do I allow and reinforce? And there's just so many components that go along with it that I've learned along my journey. But what I did is just hyper-focused on the main thing. And I really looked at the numbers of a business and a lot of times people get lost in, again, just learning and learning. But I looked at the numbers and I really wanted to know what it really takes. And so I made my first six figures by the time I was 24, my first million by the time I was 26. And when you become a millionaire, when you're 26 years old and you grow up with no money and a single mom there's a lot of lessons there. Uh, yeah. And so I learned a lot. How'd you blow it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Got my first Bentley. Just a lot. And for me, I quickly realized very early, oh, the, this, isn't, this isn't it. Like you never, and that's the thing that I'm grateful that God gave me that spirit of there's no end point where I've continued to progress and grow and learn things about myself. But I also did reach a point where I got bored. And I was like, okay, I need another mountain to climb, which is why we're really at where I'm at today and building new things and just discovering new things and new ways to contribute to society. Isn't funny? Isn't it funny how entrepreneurship is literally just the process of graduating from one room and then going to be the smallest person in the next? Oh, 100%. Over and over again. Uh, It never ends. I tell people that all the time. And when you have that attitude of it never ends and you understand that, that's when you're going to have more peace. Because there there was a moment where I actually took a little sabbatical and I went to Africa to do some work there with young women and build some schools. And I had to remove myself from everything from the cars, from the clothes, from the life, from the leadership, the load of leadership and leading 200,000 people is the size of my organization and one of my businesses. And I had to let go 
and like literally go to a third world country, sleep in a bed with a tent over my head and connect with people that don't have running water and see like what this life is all about. And I had to humble myself. It says over in the great book, humble yourself and give me eyes to see and ears to hear. And that's what I had to do. And I got to do, and it just like cut me wide open. And it really made me realize this life isn't about me. I'm just a steward. What was the moment where you made it to the mountaintop and then you realized that it was the wrong mountain that you were climbing? Oh, oh yeah, God. Emily. Yeah, I podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm bringing the heat. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, we could take this many different ways. But I I was in a relationship, which I'm super grateful for. But it things got so busy in life and we grew apart, dramatically grew apart. And I spent years in denial and I knew that it should have been over. I knew that I should have moved forward, but I was, I don't know. It's like, I cared so much of what other people thought and how is this going to look? And we ran a business together and it was just such a storm of life. And I always say that you can either be broken or broken open. And really, I had to decide to move forward. And I'm helping all these other people live a life of freedom. I'm helping all these other people earn extra income. I'm helping all these other people. And I'm like, oh, you forgot to help yourself in this category along the way. And so that was a definite moment. And it's just, it was just getting caught up in all of it. And the growth. And when you're in momentum, it takes forever to get in momentum. But when you're in momentum in business, it, things are crazy, especially mm-hmm. when you're the leader and you're flying this way and flying to South Korea and you're flying to those opening businesses in Europe and South Korea and all over. And it just, I didn't take the time to check in with myself. And it just was, I was on everybody else's agenda. And Mm. that was such a learning lesson for me. And I will never do that again. (laughs) So do you think, so was it literally the business that was drawing you to a part or was it more so you just came to the realization gradually that you weren't ever supposed to really do life together? Or was it more so, hey, my plans and my vision have changed. Are you Mm. on board or are you not? Yeah, it was definitely you get married young and yeah, we completely are two different people, like yep. so different. And it's funny because some people they want you, it seems like when you go through a breakup, they want you to like get them and what did he do? And let's slash yep. him. And like and I'm like, no, I'm like. I have nothing but love for this human, except we were not supposed to be together. And what we have is our past. And we were in the same third grade class and grew up together in a tiny Mm. town in Minnesota. And, and God had a plan through it all. But like, we definitely, I mean, there was like, other than having past ties of living in the same small town and doing high school together. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No. So it was familiar familiar. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and I, in my human needs, I know you're a huge Tony Robbins fan is growth and contribution. 
And if I'm not growing or contributing and I'm always going to be, I'm, I'm always going to be going to the edge, like always, and probably, mm-hmm. probably until I die, I'm always going to be pushing the limits and there is none. So if I'm not with someone who's like that or that minded, then, and then we're going to have, we're not going to have that attraction. We're not going to have you know, the same shared values even. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about, and this is a business entrepreneurship freedom podcast. What's the greatest investment that you're ever going to make? And that's your relationship. That's so powerful that you made that conscious decision because a lot of people just stick with it, right? Mm. Sometimes we see that in life to where they're like 30, 40 years deep, and that could be in a relationship or a business or that job Mm -hmm. that they hate. Mm -hmm. What do you think keeps people in and keeps people from taking the risk on the possibility of living a better life. Yeah, I think it's a lot of conditioning. Like in, in my my world, because I'm a Christian, it's like you don't get divorced. You don't. My family. Yeah, it's, she's Catholic. Yeah. So my extended my mom's side is all Catholic as well, and it was like you were you're going to be in trouble if you do that. Like you are the naughty child if you're going to do that. You're the bad one if you're going to do that, and also. There, everyone has their reasons. And there was like underlying things that I've made a commitment not to exploit this person, but there was untold things. I'll just go ahead and say that. And I just had enough. And I think people listening to this, maybe you've just had enough too. It's my highest values. Like I need truth. And I always tell people, even if you royally F up, even if you do something bad, you steal, you whatever you do, as long as you sit down or we're at dinner and you just say, oh my gosh, I did this. It's, I will never judge you. I will, I won't judge you. But if you lie to me over and over again, what is our relationship based on? I cannot do, I can't do this anymore. I think there's a multitude of reasons. I think people, and I'm not in a position with children. So it's like, I I try not to speak to that as much, but it's the kid thing. It's the security thing. I know for a lot of women, it's the financial thing. There's so many different reasons why people stay in it. Tried we tried therapy. We tried for years to work on it Mm. for real. It wasn't just like, I feel like moving on. So I'm just going to, I think as long as you do the work really, and then you'll know, but in the season of waiting, which I got really clear in that transition of the being single and what I did a month before I met the man I'm with now, Jake, who we both know, obviously Mm -hmm. I went to the beach on January 1st and And I was like, okay, I am not going to settle. Who do I want in my life? And I made a list of all the attributes I wanted in a man. And my mentor laughed and he said, my mentor said to me, okay, Emily, just circle the top five. (laughs) He's he's (laughs) like, cause girl, you are so aggressive. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, I'll circle the top 10. So I made this list and I put it up in my house. And I, because I was dating a little bit in LA and it's just, ugh. I'm Mm -hmm. like, can we just save this? I'm like, I cannot do this. I'm like, especially the people that listen to this, I'm sure they're driven, conscious people. And it can be a little difficult at times to date. Because you're on Um, an island. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so basically I just had those standards and it's so funny how everything works because unexpectedly I met the guy I'm with now one month later and I, it was just, and I'm like, whoa. And I look at the list and I'm like, oh, this is, the, this is <laughs> ding, the match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just goes to show like how powerful vision is because we talk about that in business and we talk about that in every single aspect of life. And then it's the same thing that I did. I stopped looking for, I stopped. And also this is probably something that you did subconsciously, but I stopped looking for the partner and I started being the partner that I wanted to oh, attract. Okay. I was like, okay, so what kind of guy do I need to be? What kind of man do I need to be to attract? So I've got this list. What I'm doing right now isn't working. So what do I do now? Who do I become to attract that into my life? And that's what you were doing subconsciously or consciously before. And then you're like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I'm putting out into the world. Here it is. I'm doing my part. Let's bring it back. And yeah. you and I did meet in that Tony Robbins. And he talks about that 72 degrees of comfort. And that's the most dangerous place to be. That's that waiting period where it's not mm -hmm. too, it's not too hot, not too cold. It's just like, ah, we'll sit here. This is fine. That's so powerful. That what you just said. Yeah. It's like going to work on yourself and it's like, you're going to attract the right person or repel people as well. It's so good. I love it. I love that. So let's circle back a little bit to the financials because you were murdering it out the gate. So you went from a Midwest girl on an air mattress on the floor to making six figures and then a million at age 26. So you're murdering it. And I know a bit about your business, your network marketing, you're doing, you mm -hmm. focus on, you have a health focus on your products and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in the business side of this. Yeah. So how I got into it was learning the compensation plan and learning about residual income. So basically I saw a woman who was in mortgage banking and it was during like the tail end of the last crash in the United States. She got her severance. She got laid off. She started to build some business working from home. I had no idea it was network marketing. I had no idea really what that even was. All I saw was she was in the health and wellness space, which I loved because I had practice for an anti-aging doctor. I was a massage therapist. So I, and I competed in Fitness America and Fitness Universe as a hobby. So I was already the girl with Tupperware eating clean. Like that was already my jam. Alignment was just so simple in terms of the health. But what I really saw, and she sat down with me and I was 23, she was 33 and she's like drawing this out and she's casting a vision. She's sharing what she's going to do and how I can be a part of it. And for me, I knew how to work hard. I knew how to get up at 5 a.m. I did. I got up at 5. I would drive to the doctor's office. I would do massage. I would pick up four boys that I nannied on the side. And I would go to the gym after work at 7. And this was like my life. And but I didn't know how to, how do I make money when I, how do I make Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money till you sleep, you're going to work till you die. So I got really attracted to it, but I also, once I learned it, I was like, oh, there's a lot of people in this that are cheese ball that are really slimy at it. Like they're just annoying at it. I don't like how they do it. That's never a way that I would do business. And so I really started to do it in a new way, in a different way. And I think that's why I've had a lot of success 
It's not pressuring. It's not. It's like, here's what it is. And here's what we're building. You can go slow. You can go fast. We've been able to help lots and lots of people over over 40, you know, 50 people make a six-figure income and 10 people make a seven-figure income. It's not just me making a lot of money, but it's a lot of people making a little bit, which is covering their bills, which is significant. But why I really like it is a place where people can grow. It's a place you can build a culture. Um and it's just, it's a beautiful profession. It does $331 billion annually worldwide. It's massive. And there's no signs of slowing down, especially in these economic times. So it's been a good place for me to get my feet wet and learn a lot about business. And I've also served on the company side as well. So learning the intricacies of how the company operates. That's awesome. And now you manage all these people and you have all these people beneath you in the business. It's been fun to watch because I can't even imagine the residual passive income that comes in from that. And it's at the end of the day, yeah, you can hate on the random cold DMs, like from the random people that you went to high school with. Then right. at the end of the day, like there's that. And then there's some freaking success, right? Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, there's people about their freaking business and you're one of them. So that's mm-hmm. insane. I want to use that as a slight pivot to the power of personal brand because you're murdering it, a personal brand. And I'm curious about how that has worked out for you and how that has impacted and affected your trajectory and growth because I'm going to keep hitting on it on the show until people listen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. I started using, obviously, social to build my business when I was flat broke. But when I switched to It's Emily and I got really clear about it was during COVID. That's when I was like, when everyone has their stories of COVID of what happened, I'm like, I found love. I started a show. I slowed down so I could speed up. I started the It's Emily brand because I'm the type, like if I'm sitting around, I'm like, what am I going to do? I have to make something of this. I got into TV during COVID as well. And for me, my space I'm not a fan of the marketing that they use. I'm not like, it's so cheese ball. And it's just, I love Vogue. I love style. Even if, honestly, if I'm alone, I'll still put myself together. It's just a passion of mine. If I didn't do what I do now, I'd probably do something in the style space. I just love it. I love art. I love all that. So And it gives you a feeling of prestige. And what I love to do is make a list of how do I want people to feel when they come to my page? What what thoughts do I want to provoke? And for the longest time, I would talk to people and they're like, you should do your branding this way and that way and this. And I'm like, that is, is not me. Like I'm an artist at the end of the day and so cheeseball, not me. And when what had started to happen was the more clear I got about myself and who I really am, the more it's gone very successful. But the more I've baked the funk and I let other people try to help me early on, it mm. just did. And I can just feel it. If I get excited about it, I know it's going to do well. And we all, I think there's certain times too, where you want to say something, but you're like, oh, this might offend some people. That's usually the post that's going to do really well. And yeah. I've just gotten super clear on it and my message. And really at the end of the day, like my stuff is to inspire people, educate people, maybe humor people. It's to get people to think different and it's to be 
their biggest cheerleader. That is literally why I do what I do is I'm thinking about the girl who's five years behind me, 10 years behind me. And I'm like, I am like literally here to encourage her, to praise her, to remind her of her worth and to just push her to keep going. And when I wake up with that intention, I even did that at the beach this morning. I did this whole intention and I'm like, God, use me, use me in a bigger way. What do you want me to do? I will follow your call. I'll follow your will. What do you, how do you want me to show up? What do you, and when we live like that, you get out of your own way, you get out of your head because it's like, I am here to serve another person. So who gives a rats about what I think? And so having that mindset has exploded the business because it's not so me centric. Yes, you're seeing it's Emily. You're seeing me in some of great fashion, whatever. But it, but there's there. It's all embedded messaging for the people. It's mm-hmm. for the person. And I think a lot of people go wrong in that way, especially women where it's, it's very vanilla. It's mm-hmm. not really, it's go deeper, go deeper. I know more than that. Yeah. I love that. And now because of this, we talked about where you get to different levels, you get to a mountaintop and you realize you're the smallest mountain on the mountain range. And now there's more and more mountains to climb continuously. So now you're climbing some other bigger mountains. And now you've been able to do an interview with Ed Milet and sit down with him at his home and so I'm just curious about how that relationship was cultivated and how mm-hmm. and what some what lessons have you taken from him and people like him and speaking on his circuit and being able to go in his world. I'm just curious about all that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I was with Dean, yeah, Dean Graziosi's studio last month and oh. even in my studio now this week, I'm interviewing the owner of Dry Bar. Allie Webb, who's, it's a huge company. And just, there's just the people that have come into my life. It's been, here's what I tell people. It's been 10 years of me building my name and building my brand. And I always tell people, like, I wish you could have saw me 10 years ago when one person would comment on my post and it was my mom. And it's like, I have continually had this attitude of play big, live out loud, serve other people. And so it's starting to catch up with me over 10 years of giving, speaking for free, writing keynote talks that most people would charge a lot of money for. But I had the opportunity to go on stage. So I said, I'm going to deliver. I'm going to go above and beyond. And I'm going to give these people everything I possibly have. And I've been doing that for like five years of writing talks. They're themed out. I have armor on stage. I literally do all this different stuff and I'm creative with it. And I give at such a high level. So eventually the universal laws, like eventually you're going to stand out. Eventually people will take note. And so someone like Ed, um, I think he heard of me through a friend and then we dialogued on social a lot, but I added a tremendous amount of value to him. I have a huge organization. I, I said, I can have my whole team read your book when it comes out. How can I serve you? How can I help support the book launch? And it just so happened that there was a few people in his world that were like, you absolutely need to talk to her. And what I did that he told me repeatedly over again during our interview is I actually read the book. And I know this sounds crazy, but 
I got the book before it came out, The Power of One More. Got it a, I got it a day before. So I sped read like a crazy and I took notes like a crazy and I got prepared like a crazy. So when we were in the interview, it was like, cause I was at his home. I mean, he was like, almost like, whoa, now she's talking about this chapter and she's talking about this sentence and this, and I was overly prepared. And so he was, took that impression and we had a great interview. So that's how I operate. Like I, I really operate on a different level and I've done it since I was broke and I'll do it now as a wealthy woman. Like I just don't stop showing up in that way. And then one big person, it's like my friends that are celebrity stylist, or I have friends that do TV and anybody Mm -hmm. takes that one break, that one person. And then it's, I recently had X, Y, Z on my show. And then they're like, Oh, Okay. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as my show getting picked up that I'm filming here now, um, you know, it's a similar thing. Like I was doing TV and the producer said, come in, try this out for a day. I just want to see you on camera. And I was like, okay. And then it's like, hey, no, we want to pick up your show. We want to do this. And so it's 10 years of being excellent is paying off. Yeah, ten, a 10 year overnight success. Yeah. And that's the thing I want to tell people. And it's like so easy to stand out. It really is. It's just because people are so lazy. So just consistency. Yeah. Consistently be great, though. Get your reps in. And I know I sound like I'm a basketball coach right now or a football coach, but it's, It is the absolute truth. Do it until. And most people just, we live in a microwave society and it's on it now. And if it doesn't happen now, then, you know, if it doesn't, then your vision isn't big enough and you don't even believe in your vision. You, that's what I tell people. I'm like, if you're excited on a Monday and you're nowhere to be found on a Friday, I don't know how much you believe in your vision. And my vision is to let God use me. And I'm even in my office here today. And like, I have a whole thing that says, use me, God. And over here, it just says, show me how to be more than who I think I am. And these are all things I say to myself every single day. I love that. It's been fun watching from a distance because ever since UPW, it's like I've been following. I'm like, oh, I was like, okay, she's killing it. Oh my God, she's on stage. Oh, look at her. She's on another stage and another stage. It's just been fun. It's been really fun to watch. Yeah. It's been cool. So thank you for letting us take a peek behind the curtain and dissect it a little bit today. I appreciate it. Oh, this has been so fun. I'm so honored and I look forward to doing it again sometime. Absolutely. Of course, we got to ask this question based off of this conversation that we've had. Where can people find you? Yeah. Instagram is huge at It's Emily. Facebook even. YouTube. The podcast. Those are the places or it's emily.com as well. So type in it's Emily. You'll figure it out. You'll find her. But anyways, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been fantastic. And I cannot wait to see what you do next and see what stages you pop up on because I'll be in the audience or maybe up on stage with you. Who knows? Yes, you. Let's go. All right. And with that, that has been Brian and Emily Ford with the Action Academy podcast signing off. 
Hey, real quick. If you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it. So I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want. And I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.